Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. Well, that's what we want to do. We want to let the Bible speak to us because in our lives, there's a lot of voices that are seeking to influence us, to make us go in different directions. And sometimes it gets real confusing about which voices to listen to. Uh, but God hasn't left us alone without a voice for us to follow. And uh, that's the Holy Spirit who speaks to us through the scriptures and the word to give us guidance in our lives. And Amen. So I'm I'm here together with both of my brothers, Henderson Palmer. Yes, sir. And then Mr. John Jetta. That's right. Amen. Yep. So that's that's us. We're here. <laughs> We're here in a new location, though, John. You want to tell them? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it's going to make a big difference wanna... to y'all listening out there. Yeah, yeah. So location. you may notice that we sound like we're in a different room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we. Uh, so we are now in. Uh, uh, I, first, I want to thank um, Waldheim United Methodist Church because uh, uh, we are able to continue this podcast. Though I have moved uh, churches, so now I am the pastor at uh, North Cross United yeah. Methodist Church in right. uh, in in Madisonville. Uh, Louisiana. So that's yeah. where we are right now for those who are somewhere else. Well, those people are real lucky. I mm. tell you what, they are just blessed mm. to get a You talking about the people at this church? Oh, no, I was talking about the other church that <laughs> now I've lost you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was a little Hello. confusing. Hello. <laughs> I was a little confusing. That's You're right. All right. You're that's right. All right. I didn't say that right. Amen. Uh, so we're we're here to, together. We're starting on a, a new series of, uh, of podcasts for you that is going to be dealing with religious hypocrisy. Uh, so is this going to be a series? Are we doing a series? Oh yeah, I got yeah. This is this is just the first. Okay, nice. I didn't even I didn't even send y'all the uh, the rest of the, nice. the scriptures yet. Because there's uh, religious hypocrisy is just such a. I mean, however, are we going to find anything to talk about? No. I mean, it's just such a scarce <laughs> it thing. Happens. It just never happens. Wow. It's, it's, it never this, happens. This this you know rare occurrence maybe. Well, and it's one of the funny things because like um, whenever I read through the Gospels, one of the one of the times you'll find. Jesus's harshest words were for those who were the religious leadership. And that always reminds me that Jesus's harshest words often were not um, the lost people. In fact, sometimes he, he, he said that he was moved with compassion for them because yeah. they were like shepherd without uh, sheep without a shepherd. And so other times his words were pretty harsh and, um, yeah. And those harsh words were usually dedicated yeah. to those who were supposed to know his father, but didn't act according to how his father would have asked them yeah, to I, be. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast, uh, but one of my very good friends um, who kind of, I, I don't know, uh, is growing in his faith, we'll just say that, Um and uh, but he was asking me one time, he said, so if Jesus were walking around doing his ministry today and it mirrored the ministry, you know, 2000 years ago, like same type of word, same. He said, don't you? And like, look, y'all, please forgive me. Like, I, I'm uncomfortable saying these, but just to quote my, my my buddy, he said, don't you think Jesus would come off kind of like a jerk? And I was like, no. Like, I don't think so at all. And he's like, yeah, but like, I mean, think about the things he was calling people, like, you know, hypocrites and, you know, mm -hmm. all these calling them names. And I was brood like, brood of vipers, brood of vipers. He's like, I mean, that that's that's pretty tough. And I, I had to stop him. I'm like, well, who was he talking to when he said that? Because yeah. that is a that's a big distinction. He yeah. didn't talk to the broken that knew they were broken like that. You yeah. know, like he it was the people 
it was the the keepers of the kingdom mm, you know yeah. like and i don't even have this scripture in front of me but but um with uh when john the baptist was first starting his ministry and he was baptizing all these people if you remember some of the religious leadership came to him and mm -hmm. that's that's when we first hear that brood of brood vipers, of vipers. Who, who who's warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come right. he, he and he and then he says the most insulting thing in the world which is, is like he says uh the tax collectors and the prostitutes are getting into the kingdom of heaven before you right and like you know so it, it's it's like in one sense he's saying look these people who understand their sinners have received repentance they're coming in they're getting into heaven you the ones who are supposed to know god and mm -hmm. you know have all this connection to god are actually you know who's even warned you right <laughs> you know right right, right. <laughs> i mean it's pretty harsh right. yeah what do you yeah. think what do you think uh henderson you ever come across this any some uh, religious hypocrisy yeah well you know something i was thinking about that as you were speaking early on in my christian journey I can remember uh, when I was getting fed the word of God and I really needed the word of God. And I'll never forget it, man. I was in a, I was once again in a parish jail. They go ahead and some life in prison again. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in a parish and they had a guy up in there and he was kind of like, you know, he was sharing the gospel with us. Yeah. You know, he was like leading prayer circle and sharing Bible scriptures with us. But on the other hand, he really wasn't living mm. what he was you know, actually preaching. Yeah. But I learned a valuable lesson in that though. It's like just because he wasn't living living the gospel out, I'm not saying he just totally wasn't living it. Just some of the things he was doing was a little bit you you know you know, like hypocrisy, hypocritical, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you can learn something in that man. You'd be like, man, a lot of times he's telling you what's the truth though in the word. Mm. But he, you know, the person may not be living. It seems a little hypocritical, but you can still learn. Yeah. Well, it's 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 uh oh, did Jesus was it Jesus that said do like do what your the Pharisees tell you to do, but don't live like they live. So, I mean, it's it's maybe Matthew twenty three, <laughs> verse one, where it said, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, right? But don't do what they do, for they don't practice what they preach. Right, right, right. So in other words, there's still authority in the word, right? right? And there's still authority in the messages, but right. but if if you look at a, a hypocritical teacher, you should yeah. never do what they they do in their their life because they're not living according right. to what they're. And saying. you know, a lot of times you can really miss out on some valuable growth experiences. You because you won't listen to them. It might be a pastor or maybe a friend that might be trying to tell you what's right according to what's God and God's word. And the enemy will try to come in and, and tell you not to even listen to them because look at how they live and it's hypocritical. But you know, from and as you mature, as I mature, anyway, I'll say that man, I, I'm able to kind of discern the truth and and, and adhere to it. Mm. Even though a person may not be living all the way right, yeah, but I can still gain something from them, yeah. Despite of you know they might be doing like I don't know they might be smoking or something, be like oh man a pastor smoking you know what he is you know what he is to say to me yeah, but yeah. no he's definitely still a man of God I would say that and he he just got you know some issues yeah, like, yeah. like we all do but yeah, yeah I think of um you know like Robbie and yeah. you know situations like that where it's like teachers yeah teachers who uh have spent their life right uh preaching the gospel and and doing that and then it comes out that they either have a hidden life right you know they've um they've been 
just walking completely differently than they've been preaching. Right. And um, it can be devastating to people's faith. It can. It, you, yeah, you know, it really yeah. can. Yeah, because, you, you know, you're like, man, this is a this is a person I thought right. was like. Now, there is a solution it. to that, though. Yeah, go go ahead. What well, the solution is just that. And I mean, it, it, you and I have talked about it, especially when all that came out um, about uh, Ravi Zacharias. Um, the. Uh, you, you got to focus. The focus has to be on Jesus. Always. You can't, you know, we can't. That's right. Put our faith in, in, in man. You yeah. Know? Right. We just, we can't, um, because yeah. we're all broken. We're all trying to figure it out and That's we're right. all making mistakes. Right. And, and yet, and at the same time, we are called to a higher standard. Yeah. You know, as teachers, that's right. That's what the scripture says. Right. It says you, you got to be careful. You don't you don't even want to be a teacher. Do you have really. the millstone scripture in here? Anywhere? No. Okay. The, the, I, honestly, you know, I <laughs> I totally forgot that was the first scripture. Was like, and I just conversationally it popped right. in my head. And, uh, so but, John and, and John earlier when he's like somewhere in the scripture it says the yeah yeah thing it's about literally, Jesus, our, literally first. our first scripture. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel the, like I've read somewhere. Somewhere I don't know. What <laughs> I totally forgot. Though, like I promise. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but no. But the millstone. Yeah, you know, it's which is better. It's better for you to be thrown in the ocean with a millstone, millstone tied, tied around your neck, neck than lead one of my little ones astray. Yeah, right. terrifying. Yeah, right. for for <laughs> for somebody right. who's trying to, yeah. you know. And 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 I think it was in James, where or you know, or, or I can't remember where it was, but not everyone should desire to be a teacher. Yes, because they'll yeah. be held to a greater account. Yes. You know, and, and like, you don't want to add to your, you, that, that was a scripture you gave me when I first talked, uh, talked to you about my call. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah. before you go any further, just look realize at these things. Yeah. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's, you're uh, right. it's you're one right. of those things that, that means that as those who, who would say that we're going to teach others about religion or we're going to teach them about God, or we're going to teach them about Jesus, right? that, um, we have to be cautious because we have to just be diligent in our walk. You yeah. know, we have to be diligent in the way that our lives represent. And so that's kind of why I think that this is important to look at religious hypocrisy for the people who have been hurt by religious hypocrites, you know, because right. we do have something to be to to be called account for, you know, that that there are many of, of people who have who have been Christians or claim to be Christians and have done great damage in the name of God, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, now, uh, with that caveat, every every person or individual in the world has done great damage. Yeah, yeah. In in some name, you know, but that's not to give that as an excuse. And and then in addition to that, I think for me too, like if any of our listeners have, you know, if you're you're walking with the Lord and you're you're trying to live a life for God and Jesus, you know, there can be a tendency. I remember when I I. I think religious hypocrisy is so much easier for me now than it was when I first became a Christian. Right. Because when I first became a Christian, I was like completely humbled mm. and I was coming out of a life of just complete degradation. Yeah. And so like when, and so I'm not thinking I'm anything, you know, when I'm, when I first become a Christian, but soon enough, you got years of walking with the Lord right. and maybe you start to go, well, maybe this is to my credit. You know, mm. maybe I'm, maybe I'm a bigger deal than, you know, yeah, and all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. And so when you do that, mm. suddenly it's real easy for you to become the hypocrite. Um, right. And so I, I think it's a, as you're walking in your faith for our listeners, it's important for us to pinpoint what was Jesus 
crying out against in religious hypocrisy. Because the great news is, is Jesus wasn't just going, you hypocrites, you hypocrites, you hypocrites, and not giving us reasons for their yeah. hypocrisy. He kind of tells us what they were doing. That's, that, that's right. And we need to know that so that we have that warning for us. Right. Um, so we're going to we're gonna look at different parts of that in this series of, of how the, the Pharisees, that's the religious leadership of Jesus' day, the teachers of the law, um, how they were being hypocrites, how they were, how they weren't <clears throat> living according to what they preach. And I want to say this, man. I thank God for the uh, my Celebrate Recovery group, and right now we're we're actually in, in the chapter on inventory, mm. where it always talks about you know take inventory of your life, man. And some uh, one scripture even that came comes to mind is that you know we should work out our salvation with fear yeah. and trembling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just be careful about how we live. I have to constantly just be careful about how I live because I don't want to be hypocritical no. to my family or to you know the people that's looking up to me or the people that God placed in my life to help steer in the right direction. I just got to constantly take inventory. Like Henderson, you know, what what is it? It's not like I'm perfect, so I got to always be reminding myself of, uh, you know, what can I, you know, put into check or what can I stop doing or how can I do better and how can I be a better leader or a better, you know, follower of Christ. And I'm, and I thank God again for the celebrate recovery because it's been helping me out a lot. Just bringing it out to the forefront of taking inventory and, and, and having a fearless, taking a fearless look at it. Yeah. It yeah. says, you know, don't just look at what, make a list, man, this is the wrong or this is the sin that I have in my life. And I need to get rid of it. Yeah. I need to do away with it. I need to make check it off the list. Do you know, pray about it, ask God to help me with it, go to an accountability powder, let him know what I'm struggling with, just so that I can live my life before God without being hypocritical. Yeah, because I mean for sure, I think like facing our sins yeah. Yeah. is probably one of the easier ways to to protect ourselves against religious hypocrisy. Because right. when you're admitting to doing wrong it's harder to be the Pharisee or the tax, you know, not the tax right. collector, Pharisee or the teacher of the law who was always, I'm the one in authority. I'm not yeah. doing anything wrong. You're doing wrong. I'm going to help you correct that. And yeah. I think that's, um, and I, I, not to call out other preachers, but I, that's still, I mean, we, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, and what a, that really turns people off. I mean, yeah. we should never, yeah. You've said it. We should never use ourselves as the example. Yeah. We have an example. Right. We can always point to Christ. Yeah. You know, we can always point yeah. to 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 scripture. And and so if you're saying like, well, let me tell you, you gotta be more like me. Yeah. You know, like like <laughs> yeah. I, I um a buddy of mine who who works at a, a, a different church, remain nameless, um the the pastor of that church is you know, told his congregation that he does not struggle with sin. They struggle with sin. Right. Uh-huh. You know, they, they need to get it figured out. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that must be pretty amazing. That's very different than yeah. uh, <laughs> you know? Jesus came yeah. to the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I think, I mean, all, the three of us are, are, are preachers and, and uh, I, I think it's, it's safe to say that the, the, I think the most effective preaching um, comes from a place of authenticity and humility and humility. Amen. Right. Amen. And there's a, there, there's a sense in which we're called to a higher standard in the sense of like, our lives are meant to reflect That's right. Jesus. So yes. like, like, uh, so Paul said, and this always kind of convicts me, Paul said, imitate me mm. as I imitate Christ. That's right. 
So in other words, he's saying, whatever of Christ you see in my life, that's what we should be like. But whenever I read that, I go, could I say that to somebody? Could right. I honestly go imitate me as I imitate Jesus? No, let me answer that for you. Just <laughs> okay. No, 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 you no, cannot, no, you cannot. I cannot. <laughs> and so like, but that's, but that's a convicting thing. Cause what that tells us is, is like, uh, Paul, a person who knew he was a sinful man, knew he, that God had saved him by grace, had found the strength. And I would say there's no way he could say what he said without humility. Um, because you can't be imitating Christ without humility because that's right. what Christ did. Um, and so he said that. And so like, I think about that. I think about that with my life is, is how, you know, there's, there's two parts to it. We never want to say that, uh, literally, you know, there's Jesus and I'm not Jesus. So I never have to live up to anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you just looked at right. Jesus. I'm going to be over here doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. And you know, but I'm telling you about Jesus, so it should all be good. You know, there, we, we don't, we don't want to go there. We also do want right. to go to this part where it's imitate me. Right. Period. Not yeah, as I yeah, yeah, imitate yeah. Christ, yeah. but as I, but as just, just I'm higher and you're lower because then we get into Phariseeism and we get into being like that teacher of the law who was like in that we've spoken about that before the parable that Jesus told where the the um thank you for not making me yeah, like thank other you men. for thank you for not right. making me like other people and it's yeah. like right. no nothing I want, is i want to be the scoundrel beating his chest saying yeah, god i need have you, mercy you know? on yeah. me a sinner that's right you know yeah. and only one left justified yeah. you know yeah so i mean i agree with that man because the bible says about you know um it says that to those who have been given much much will be required of yeah. them so as you begin to mature in your fate or become the teacher or become the pastor you know, God has revealed himself to you and, and, and on different level and you got different experiences with God. So now that you know God, now that you know him. No. no. <laughs> Henderson's, Henderson's mic <laughs> is coming loose. It's coming loose a little <laughs> this bit. This is what right? happens when we go to new places. <laughs> really? You huh? know, I mean, come on. Yeah, but this now is, that you know you God and now that you experience God, you know, God is requiring a little bit more from you, just like you said. So now we're definitely held on accountable to a, a higher standard than somebody that may just be just becoming a believer. Because if I know better, God done brought me through this and he done showed himself mighty or he revealed himself to me. So now I, I need to you know, reciprocate that or just, you know, live my life in such a way that honors God that I won't be still doing the old thing or practicing sexual immorality or something like that. That was amazing that you could keep your whole train of thought throughout that, that happening right there. (laughs) The Lord, the Lord, thank you. But yeah, no, but that's true. And we're going to talk about that because that's part of it. I think is, is part of what their hypocrisy was is that they thought we need to be high Mm. and people need to be low. Yeah. And that's the opposite, actually, of what Jesus was teaching. But we're not going to do that today. Amen. So what we're going to talk about today is from that Matthew 23. Um, you want to read that for us, John? That Matthew 23? Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to do my best because my glasses haven't made it to this office yet. <laughs> um, you want me to ask Anderson to read No, that? no. I got okay. it. I got all it. Right. The Lord is with me. Right. Um yeah. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Moses' seat. 
So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. All right, and then... And then in Luke, Jesus says a similar thing. You want to read that for us, Henderson? Sure thing. Jesus replied, and you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who are entering. All right, so I think this first part of of what we can see in uh, religious hypocrisy is that religious hypocrites have a tendency to put greater and greater loads on people and do nothing to help yeah. them, to bear them. Yeah, and they also become the gatekeepers of heaven. Wow. Um, they they're the ones who determine that they are the judges who will uh, make sure who's going in and going out, and actually. In some sense, Jesus says, you never went in. Right. right. Like, you're you're not letting anybody else get in, and you're not going yeah, in Yeah, you're either. just standing right. in the doorway. Yeah. Like, you're just blocking people. So, like, what do you think about when it's talking about heavy, cumbersome loads and that you put on people's shoulders? Do you have any examples of that? Like, what, I what do you think? I think the law in general is, okay. is, is, I mean, I think that's what he was referencing. Yeah. And, of course, the we were all given the, the law. I mean, the yeah. law of Moses was given to the people, but... Yeah. Um, the Pharisees, I think, had this attitude of like they got it all licked. Yeah, you know, like if, you know, like we keep the law, right. you don't. Yeah, uh, and in fact, for them, the, there was this uh, expectation of the Messiah coming, and they would often blame people. Yeah, it, they'd say, "Messiah is not coming you until all, you get yeah, this. If you get this all straight, the Messiah will come. Yeah, but mm. it, but but until you get this straight, it's your fault that the Messiah is not here. I'm doing my part. Yeah, yeah why aren't yeah. you doing your part? You yeah. know, and these people are." Are being are suffering under the weight yeah. of the law, right. which the Pharisees couldn't keep either. Right. Though they acted, they had to make excuses for why they were breaking the law. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. And, right. and I feel like the truth of it would have come out earlier. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Jesus gave us an insight into the law that we probably wouldn't have had before. But but if the Pharisees had been a little more honest about their own struggles. Mm -hmm. I think people would have understood that because the law wasn't there. I mean, we, we can't keep the law. Like, I mean, the law was there to humble us, to show us that we can't keep the law. Um, and, and, and so to act like, Oh, well we're keeping it. You're just not keeping it. It it gave this, you know, this, it, it, I don't know if it was an illusion because I, I, I think the people believed it. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, the, the Pharisees were respected. I mean, they were yeah, they were revered yeah. in the communities, yeah, and, they and they were pillars of society. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, just a little bit more humility from the Pharisees at that time would have probably served a lot of good. Um, and, yeah. Uh, well, and I think back to, so uh, part of where we get Phariseeism, which was like law-keeping, mm-hmm. like that's what, they became zealots for the law. Right. Um, is you go all the way back to Ezra, where um, the people of Israel were like were, the band. 
No, like the Old Testament book. <laughs> yes, better than Ezra. Yeah, no. yeah. go back to better than Ezra no. album. No. Uh, so, but but Ezra Ezra in that time period, the Israelites had done so much bad stuff that God basically said, "Look, it's it's enough. I told you a long time ago, over hundreds of years ago, that if you follow other gods and you do all these terrible things, including sacrificing your children uh, to other gods." Yeah then there's going to be repercussions. And what happens is, is they basically are sent into exile. Jerusalem's just des- mm. des- destroyed. And so finally they come back. And uh, when they come back, Ezra is one of their leaders. He's given the law to read to them. And like one of the amazing things about that, that book is it says basically like he sat there reading the scripture to them all day okay. like there are this is like everyone's there huge crowds and they're l- just listening to scripture being read and but what strikes me about that is is they're all mourning mm-hmm. okay nobody in that situation is going oh great we did it you know like right. or or you know thank goodness i did it and you over there you're terrible. No, there's this sense of great mourning that they all have because they know that they've broken the law. And so and so I see that within the scripture. I don't I can't think of a single instance where thinking you had all of the power to uphold the law didn't lead you to religious hypocrisy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And so so I think part of what we see from Ezra was a good thing, which was the law was being read. It convicted the people right. in their hearts. I didn't. I wasn't able to carry this. Right. Yeah. So what do you do when you can't carry something? Well, you either have to put it down. Right. That's not what God necessarily wants us to do. Or you have to find somebody who can carry it for you. And God Amen. can carry the law yes. for us and, and gives us his spirit in order to follow the law. So I think like, this is Jesus is coming along and he's I mean, you know, he's taking on the powerhouses. Right. You know what I mean? And right. um and he's telling them you're bearing burdens that that you're not willing to help even carry. So um uh that that I think leads us to to hypocrisy. And I want to show us how Jesus does the exact opposite. So um you want to read that Matthew 11 uh for us, John? Sure. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, Jesus here is is telling us the opposite. When you have a burden, bring it to me. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's That's very different from... You're not carrying your burden enough. Right. If you just carry your burden more, then the Messiah will come. You know what I mean? That's very right. different message. And Jesus instead says, if you're burdened, you give it to me. I'll actually carry it for you. And then he says that thing that he says, you'll take my yoke upon you and and you'll find rest. Mm. So in other words, Jesus, a yoke was something that you put on two animals that they would then use to plow the ground together. Right. 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 And so Jesus is saying, join to me. Right. right. But the amazing thing about that, the yoke is this huge burden. That's right. It should be heavy. It should be difficult. But then he says, my yoke is easy and my burden 
is light. And amen to that. You know what I'm saying? Amen so there's that. a there's a sense in which it's so different. True uh true Christianity is so different from religious hypocrisy. That's right. Because religious hypocrisy is bear, bear, bear more, bear more, bear more. And Jesus says, No, let me lighten this load. You're gonna work with me. Yeah. You're still you still have work to do. This doesn't mean that okay, Jesus is over here. I'm so different from Jesus that I don't need to do anything. Thankfully, Jesus bore my burden. No, Jesus says, be yoked to me. Right. Do the work with me. But he says, when you do this, it's going to be light for you. Right. Do you find that to be true, Henderson, as far as like yeah. a lightening of the load? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I, it's, it's evident in my life today. You know, uh, giving my life to Christ, repenting, you know, asking God to help me from, you know, my destructive behavior and sin. And just taking on the scriptures, taking on godly principles. Mm. It's, my life is so much, I'm not perfect, but my life is so much better now. And I praise God for the joy that I have, yeah. for the peace that I have in my heart, for the love that I have for people and for other things. I, I know it's a difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The burden, I mean, I would definitely encourage anyone to take on the scriptures, man. Take on the principles of God, the things of the you know, that pertains to the kingdom. Because as I begin to do that more and more and more, I'm just seeing God manifest himself more and more and more in my life. And Don't my you life find it lighter? Easy. Yeah, it's way it's lighter, way more peaceful. <laughs> way lighter. Way much. But I'm not, I'm not hiding. I'm not ducking. I'm not running from the police. I don't care if they got a roadblock ahead of me. I can just go through it at ease. I'm not worried about, man, if I got, like, drugs or something right. like that in the car. Yeah. You know, just certain things like that, man. I just praise God for his word and for his teachings, and I'm just trying each and every day to you know, incorporate, you know, the word of God into my life. So, and I've been experiencing that lightness that they're talking about in the scripture right here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I've always Personally. found, I've always found that, um, whenever I'm talking to somebody about them finally coming out about something that they've been doing, like as far as a sin or something goes, like they've s finally told somebody or they've yeah. talked about it. They'll almost all say the same thing, which is they've done this terrible thing, but I feel so much better now that I've I've come out in the open about it right. and and I always want to tell them I, I want I always want to tell them that's because you have you literally had the burden of sin on your that's shoulders right. yeah. and sin was telling you no keep this burden make it heavier make it heavier hide it away yeah and finally you brought it to the light which is God God is the light he's the revealer and you start to get a lightening of right. the load and and how much lighter is it not just when we confess right but when we just start to walk with, oh, with Christ. Man. Praise God, man. Yeah, Thank praise God. It's a beautiful God. thing. Look, I want there's another scripture I want to share with you, uh, you know, with everyone. Just to show about God's great mercy for us and his grace. You know, you remember the scripture where it says the lady, she was actually caught in the act of yes. adultery. Mm -hmm. And according to the law, she should have been stoned. Stoned. But then when Jesus, he said, you know, you without, you know, he sin. without sin, you know, cast the first stone. And everybody began to walk away. And that's just, and that's the, that's a great picture of the love of God and God's mercy because according to the law, she should have been stoned. Right. Yeah. But Jesus was showing them a different, and it's not like, you know, it's, I don't, it's not like they would have been, I, mean, I just say it like that. According to the law, she should have been stoned. But in God's grace and in his mercy, you know, she was set free from what was supposed to happen to her. Yeah. Well, um, so Romans 3.20 talks about that, where it says, 
Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. I think one of the things that that reminds me of in your story is, is that what Romans is telling us is they threw this woman down and said, the law tells us to condemn her. Right. But see, the law told said that all of them were condemned yeah yeah exactly (laughs) you know what i mean like they're like the law tells us to stone her well the law says you're all condemned you all fallen short of the glory of god and then jesus does that thing where he says does no one condemn you neither do i condemn you go and leave your life a sin and i think even in that moment jesus was showing us the truth which is is that um that through him uh we are justified not not through not through keeping the law amen what do you think john yeah, um, I uh, I agree. I think that um, I know that following following God doesn't mean that life will be easy. No, I mean, in fact, being a Christian means that people will hate you. Yeah, and right. uh, you very well could be persecuted and probably will to some extent. Um, so there's you know with it with being faithful I mean, you there there are challenges there, there 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 are difficulties but as i've said many times i i don't know about on the podcast but i'm sure my congregations are tired of it um but uh when i when i began to answer my call to ministry it's not that my life got easier right but i wasn't i always felt like i was swimming against the stream mm. you know and 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 when I answered my call, life's not easy, but the wind's at my back. Yeah. You know, and and that's a difference. It makes a difference. It lightens, lightens the load. Boy, that's a great description, huh? That's right. It really is a great description. Well, you know, I mean, that's why I'm here, Josh. (laughs) Knock it out of the park. I'm just thinking like, you know, because going with the stream doesn't mean there isn't still obstacles in the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but how different is it when we were fighting those obstacles anyway, yeah. but we we're going the opposite and I'll direction. Tell you, I, I'll tell you that, that little analogy. I mean, of course we all talk about swimming against the stream and, and all, all that, but, um, I was, uh, I was kayaking with, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was kayaking with, with, um, my dad and, um, and I, we were, it was great. I mean, for like hours we were out there kayaking mm. And then all of a sudden we turned around yeah. <laughs> and the way back, the wind was a little against me, you know? And I was like, Oh, Whoa. Wow. And I mean, you know, it makes a huge difference. Right. And that was, that was how my life was just in reverse. You know, I was uh, arguably, I, I felt drawn to the Lord and drawn to, to, I, there was a call in my life early on in my life and I just resisted it, it ran in the opposite direction. And I just always felt like I was trudging yeah. through everything was hard. Everything was heavy. Um, and I dropped it all the time. I yeah. dropped the ball because I was too busy fighting through the, right. the things of the, you know, that were in my way. And it was just, everything was a fight and yeah, yeah. Drugs and, and, and law breaking and all that stuff. There were right. symptoms of, of, of that struggle and that, that I think that spiritual weakness from fighting so much. And then just to, mm. just to submit and say, I surrender Lord, right. what, what you want, I will do. 
yes, you will have to navigate the world still, but yeah, right. but you won't be fighting against the will of God. And no. that is a that is a big a difference as it gets. Yeah. yeah. It gets, you, you know, know. You know, I think a big question for me and for I guess even for the listeners and for all of us really is the fact like how do we not be hypocritical? Mm. Yeah. Like how to not become hypocritical even when we you know, even when we may even see somebody that's that may be doing something wrong or in sin and just to start to feel like, man, this person doesn't deserve this and he don't need to be able to do this anymore, that type of thing. Uh, you know, that's the question that, you know, that I'm challenged with. Yeah. To, you know, to, to try to see things through the eyes and through the lens of love and, you know, yeah. to see them as God would see them and don't be so quick to be, you know, like judgmental towards a person yeah. or a situation. I yeah. think the having taking your own inventory knowing yourself amen um i i think that's not i mean of course that's just i think that's a a, the first step you know is is to just know like that you too (laughs) struggle um and and i i think the the the, like maybe the second step is to be honest about that with whoever you're talking to yeah is is just be authentic and look i struggle with this or i did struggle with this Right. And this is the, you know, I mean, I always, I try to tell people constantly like, look, just cause I'm up here saying it with confidence doesn't mean I've got this thing licked. Right. right. I struggle, right. you know, I fail. Right. Right. You know, th- I think that's the, where, where we find the hypocrites and what I, I believe I've seen in the Pharisees and, and I have sadly witnessed in, in some, uh, leaders of, of churches, um, is this, I have arrived if only you could be like me. Right. And that is that is where the hypocrisy is. I mean, right. if if you're saying, look, you know, the, the Lord says we shouldn't do this. And I get that's hard. And, you know, I'm not saying I've never done it, but we, the Lord says then you're not being hypocritical. Yeah. And if you Amen. leave out that part, Amen. if you leave out the. Point. Amen. Well, I think, too, like, yeah, the calling for us. Okay, so we have the inventory. We know that we're in the same spot, okay? So I think I kind of think of it like we can either be a pharaoh or we can be a servant. And so, like, the pharaoh is high and mighty, Mm. distant from the people who are doing the work, bearing the burdens, sitting there saying, do this, do this, do that. I like that. You know? Whereas... The servant mm. gets down, understands Amen. that we're together on this. Yes. And so, like, it would be the opposite of what Jesus said. If they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads, what do mm. we do? Well, we help bear the load with them. Yes. Right. You know, Amen. Uh, they put it on other people's shoulders. We put it on our own shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not willing to lift a finger to move them. We're willing to lift whatever right. we can right. to move them. And, and so in the same way of what Jesus said is, is, and and this is our best way of bringing it is, is Jesus said, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, I'll give you rest. So what do we do is is we, we go over, we help those who are dealing with these burdens That's right, amen. and we don't just go, Oh, you have this burden you reject. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. No, we go, listen, I'm going to show you where I brought my burdens. That's right. I know a man who can help carry your Amen. burdens. I know someone who's going to, you know, and, and by doing that, we help bear their load. That's, that's, right. that's how I see the difference between yeah, yeah. the hypocrite. Now I will, I do want to say though, just because, I mean, just to follow this theme, um, I am, I don't always bring things to Jesus when I should. Yeah. 
I don't, yeah. you know, I try to, but there are times like there are times my wife has to remind me like, Man. um, you know, Oh yeah. Is, I that, mean, is that really yours to hang on to or, or aren't we supposed to be putting things at the foot of the cross? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The struggle, the struggle with, uh, with sin and with bearing our own burdens and all of that is I've, I have found a consistent fight, uh, in my life of recognizing the evil in my life that I'm trying to protect. You know what I mean? Cause sin doesn't change its MO. Right. So how it operated before I was a Christian is not very different than how it operates today. It still tries to get me to protect it, to cover it over, to keep it hidden and secret and right. not to bring it to the one who can, That's who right. can bear it. Yeah. Right. And it says you can handle this yourself. Right. And it does all. And it's the same voice. It always has the same tricks. Yeah. And you learn as a pastor for me, like I've learned the voice but it doesn't mean the voice still doesn't trick me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean there aren't times where I hear, right. yeah, you got this. This isn't a big deal. Yeah. You the, know, the like, doctrine of self-sufficiency, self-sufficiency, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I thought about that too. Like, and that's part of how we bear burdens with other people, which is, is we recognize that people out there, they may not have learned to hear that voice as, as, as well as they would like to to understand the voice of sin that's really trying to trap them. And they mm. might actually think the best thing for them to do is to hide their sin, to not bring it to Jesus, to do all these types of things. And so part of our job is to say, hey, listen, I learned what this voice is. It's not good. It's going to kill you. Right. It's It was killing me. It's still fighting against me to destroy me. Right. And I want you to know it so that for the rest of your life, you feel free, Right. you know, through Jesus. Amen. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Amen. Well, that's our first podcast on um, on religious hypocrisy. Yeah. Man. So we've licked it, right, John? That's it. We're done. We don't need to do anything else no. on religious hypocrisy. No, and I just no. want to be clear that if you could just be more like us. <laughs> you know, if you could so just... So the moral of the story <laughs> is be... No. Yeah. yeah. The palm so, of it all together. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so our, 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 our call for you and for us is not to forget. Like, we do forget. All of us forget. Hmm to bring our burdens to Jesus. Amen. But Jesus says, come to me. So bring, bring your burdens, burdens to Jesus and you'll find rest for your souls. Amen. So let me, let me pray us out. Yes, Lord. Father, I just want to thank you so much for just the opportunity to once again, be reminded of the gospel. It's the gospel that sets us free of the burdens we carry on our shoulders it's the gospel that teaches us that the load of the law that was too heavy for us to bear was taken upon the shoulders of Christ for us. You've asked, Lord, that we would join to you in a yoke, that we would bear our burdens together. Yes, Lord. But that by doing that, we would find it really light and easy. God, we know there's work for us to do because there's a lot of us who have believed the lie that we should bear all these things and stay enslaved. And so help us to be the voice that calls out for people to know about you, Jesus, who takes their burdens away and gives them freedom and, and, and gives them a way to enter into the kingdom. Yes, Lord. Doesn't shut doors in their faces. We pray, God, you forgive us. And pray us also, Lord, those of us who have not only been hypocrites but are in the middle of being hypocrites, help us to see our hypocrisy. Yes, Lord. And to change and to know you. We pray this and we ask it in Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 
Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. If you'd like to support us, subscribe to the podcast by clicking that little plus symbol on your phone until it becomes a check mark. You can also share these episodes with a friend. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you write us at letthebiblespeak at gmail.com, we will not receive your email. So make sure it is letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Amen.